Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. We have gotten to the most important time of the service, I want to believe, and servant of the Lord is poised. We were blessed in the first service and I believe that in this service also we are going to be blessed. So we are going to sing our song declaring that nothing is impossible to the one that trusts in God. Hallelujah. As the man of God prepares to come, our pastor, my pastor. Nothing it's impossible when you put your Everybody, you can God. sing the words on the screen. Nothing is impossible when you trust it in His Word. Hacking to the voice of God to be. A sower went to sow. Some fell by the wayside. Some fell on stony ground. Some fell on thorns. But yet some fell on good ground. So I want you to pray for a good ground heart this afternoon. A good ground heart. So the word will fall on a good ground heart. On a good ground heart. The word will benefit you this afternoon. The word will benefit you to fall in a good ground heart. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. And Lord, let this word fall on a good ground heart. 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 Landama Shaka Toramazaya. On the good ground heart, in the name of Jesus, let your word fall on a good ground heart. A good ground heart, Lord, a good ground heart. In the name of Jesus, a good ground heart. 
something happening there. Hmm? There's an empty row. There's a row of it looks like visitors or people who don't clap. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me go this way. Let me, I'll be preaching from this side. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, Pastor Reginald and Sister Angela. Eh? Wow. Glory, glory, the glory of the Lord is coming down. Come on, glory, the glory, the glory, the glory of the Lord is coming down. It's coming down. It's coming down. It went down. It went down. 
Joseph marries, we are happy. Amen. Wonderful. Is there a PFI today? So are they coming for PFI? Eh? They are invited for PFI. Are you taking your wife for dinner tonight? No, so they can come for PFI dinner. When after that they can go for honeymoon. Wonderful. At the PFI, wonderful. I hope Reverend Sampa has booked a powerful place for honeymoon. Because he's Reverend Sampa's son. And LP Rogate's daughter. So there are sons and daughters in the house. Hallelujah. So that's one of the benefits of a mega church. You find your type in the church. Even if you don't know how to rap, the pastors will rap for you. I'm not saying he doesn't know how to rap. Oh. I'm just saying that even if you don't know how to rap, the pastors will rap for you. Amen. God bless you. Maybe seated. We'll come back to you later to ask how it went. Amen. Amen. So people have to be recalled to find out how it is going. Eh? Like Mr. Kwawe and Mr. and Mrs. Kwawe. <laughs> he has made his face straight. <laughs> The other, other wife say, Ekoye, Ekoye. Amen. He's always smiling, contrary to before she married. Wow. Is that like good things are happening? Say to somebody, You are in a good church. And that's why you have to be maritally committed to the church. Amen. Two weeks ago, Prophet taught us commitments. Is that not the case? What is the first, the lowest level of commitments? Fair weather commitments when things are fair, yeah? when things are okay. When you have money, you have a lot of friends, especially in secondary schools. Remember, there is a place that we always eat wache before we go for classes. Wache and Akrekru. And those who are rich see people gather around them. But those who don't have they don't have friends. So when you don't have, those who come around you, they are the real friends. Amen? So don't be a fair weather church member. What is the next level of commitment from there? Situational friendship commitments. You are only committed when the situation permits. It's not good. Amen? Say to somebody, it is not good. Then the third level of commitment. Those at the back. Are you with us? Dancing stars. What is the third level of commitment? Non-situational friendship commitments. Amen? Media, do you know what they said? What is the second level of commitment? What? A situational friendship commitment. Situational friendship commitment. <laughs> Clap for media. Uh, the thing is there. <laughs> Pastor Max, when you read media, then you put it there because they are there. And then the last type and the highest form of commitment is marital commitment. Amen? I said amen. When your commitment does not... You see, these days people have spoiled marriage. Yes, people marry two, three years. I'll leave you. Very foolish things that are happening these days. You know? 
I don't know where they learn this is from. Abundance of foolishness. Small, small, I'll leave you. Small, small, go to your mother. You, you go to your father. So much you go to your mother. <laughs> Marital commitment is a high level of commitment. Amen. Look, it is not easy to break a marriage. So it's not, it should not be easy for you to leave the church. You should actually be sacked by the pastor. Even when the pastor sacks you, you can say, I won't go. <laughs> you, you say, maybe, maybe you, you sing and then you've done something very bad. The pastor is sacking you. Say, okay, I'll sit at the back. If they sack you from the back, you say, I'll be around the gate. So at least I can hear the message. At least it means that you are maritally committed. Amen. So it's not easy to break marriage. Look, when you go before a judge, you can say what you want. They will even give you a counselor to try and counsel you. Yeah, I know someone like that. The, the judge gave them a counselor to visit and counsel to see if there could be some reconciliation. It's not easy. Amen. And that's why in this church, you have to go through all the three levels of marriage before your marriage is recognized as such. Amen. The family one, which is we call engagement. Hmm? Then the legal one, which you sign. And then the blessing. You have to do all that. Very, very important. Yes, you sign with witnesses. And they write a time, the time you are signing. So in case you get um, high fever, <laughs> they can refer you to that time. So it's not easy. Hallelujah. People who jump from church to church, your commitment is not maritally. You have to be maritally committed. Hallelujah. I am maritally committed to this church. Since the first day I joined, I have not looked back. It doesn't mean that things have been cozy. Things are not. Even when you don't come to church, I'm still committed. I get hurt when you don't come to church, but I still, I'm still committed. Amen. But at times you don't come. Ask your neighbor, do you come always? At times you don't come, but I should be hurt. Yes, I get hurt because I'm a human being, but I forget about, I forgive you and forget and move on. Amen. Because I come here and I expect that you'll be here. So when you don't come, I get hurt. But Charlie, I'm maritally committed. I don't know what shall I do. So I'm here. Anywhere that I have lived, are you listening? When I go into a place and this church is there, I join. So if you travel, and then when you travel, you are in church of Pentecost. But when you're back, they are in lighthouse or Kodesh. You know, you travel to places, the church is small. I mean, they have just started, they don't have instruments. And then you say, then you go to, um, you go to uh, uh, John, uh, is it John, John Eustine, what's the name of that guy? Joel, Joel Austin, you go to Joel Austin Church, because our church is in Atlanta, eh? because our church in Atlanta is small. No, everywhere I've gone, BJ did that, eh? Everywhere I've gone, I joined the church there. And if there's no church, if we don't have a church there, I form one and join. Amen? And that should be your line because you are committed for life. I want to die once a member of the church. 
and I want the church to bury me. Amen. I've even written it a will already. When I die, by the grace of God, is to give my body to the church. Amen. Whatever they want to do with it. I've, I've written it already. It's there in black and white. Hallelujah. I am maritally committed to the church. And so should you also. It's a high level of commitment. Amen. Then we talk about categories and types of membership. Okay. We talked about the fact that when somebody gives his life to Christ, he's at a certain stage of his Christianity and a certain stage of his devotion in church. So when you give your life to Christ, you are what we call the dear stage. Not dear as in darling, but dear as in animal. Abwachi. Eh? Deers are very untamed. Deer, I've not seen anybody who is training a deer before. I've not seen somebody going and deers are following the person. No. Deers are wild. They are uncontrollable. So when you sweet-footed, thank you. So when somebody gives his life fresh or somebody joins the church, he's like a deer. You know, tomorrow is not there, tomorrow is there. And last week we saw the deer and the assistant deer story. Amen. After the service, a Sunday came to see me. I said, I knew you were there. <laughs> I knew you were the service. She's enjoying the service. Amen. Amen. But now she's committed person in the church. Hallelujah. But some years ago, he was a deer. Now, you cannot be a deer for too long. It's dangerous to be a deer and be in the church. Because every year there's a festival called Abuachi where people are looking for you to kill you. Are you with me? People are looking for you to kill you. And it's very dangerous. When you say you belong to a church, you don't belong, you're not committed, you know, today you are here, tomorrow you are there. It's not good. Because a deer looks for what to eat in the bush, just looking for something. Anything at all he gets, it, he eats. So people who move from church to church, it's like anything that you get, you eat. Any spiritual food that is being dished out, you just eat it. It's a very, very bad stage. And you will not grow properly. Amen? So you have to strive. And those of us who have members under us, we have to strive for them to move from the dear stage to at least the next level, which is the goat stage. A goat is better than a deer. It's not very powerful, but it's better. It's a stage. And you don't have to be long in the goat stage. Otherwise, you'll be applying a punching brake all over the place. You take a decision, it's wrong, then you change your mind. Like always, goats, they move very sweet, but then, no, no, they stop and they change their direction. <laughs> Just like you're in the church, if you're in that stage, you see today you have proposed to somebody in the choir, the next time you're proposing to somebody in the choir, ladies, next time you're proposing to a lady pastor, a newly appointed lady pastor, it's like you are not stable. One brother who used to be a member of the church told me one day, he came to church, he had a fr some friends, he was actually looking for somebody to marry, and <laughs> he saw one sister, and he pointed to the sister to his friend, then his friend said, in Ghan, in a, actually, pastor said, <laughs> 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 you mean that, that type of sister, she has been reserved for the pastors. <laughs> Because the guy was not a stable member of the church. 
was like a good member. And the brother advised him that in a I reserve her uh, pastor say. And to literally to a pastor married her. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to be committed to get a committed member to marry. Amen. Like Pastor Reginald is committed. He's even now a pastor. Amen. So as he couldn't say anything to anybody, by the grace of God, she's found a committed member, a, past, a lady pastor's daughter, committed fair lady, and then she had married. Hallelujah. Amen. And the glory is coming down. The third level of commitments of, 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 um, um, uh, of a sheep stage is the sheep. The third level of membership stage is a sheep. The Bible says we are the sheep of God's pasture. Amen. King David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Is that book here? Hey. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Looking very beautiful. <laughs> I came there first. I couldn't recognize. So let me go there again. <laughs> That's it. Amen. King David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So when you make yourself a sheep, then you can have a shepherd over your life. Sheep are dependent animals. Amen? And that is why in Ezekiel 34, God says he was annoyed with the shepherds of Israel because they have not taken care of the sheep. Don't forget, around are sheep, goat, deer, and all those things. But God didn't say they are not taking care of my deer. So they are not taking care of my sheep. Amen. When you are a sheep, a sheep is a humble. You see, at times we even think sheep, they are stupid. Because they are so dependent. You know, and that is how you should be. You should be so dependent on God. That people will think there is something wrong with you. Yeah. You should be so dependent on God. If you are somebody who is very prayerful, it means that you are very dependent on God. Are you understanding what I am saying? Are you understanding me? Amen. And that brings me to today. No, there's also another level of, of uh, the second classification of church membership. Yes. Amen. Yes. And this is very important and you have to listen very closely. The second classification of membership is a registered church member. Ask your neighbor, are you a registered church member? Tell the person to show you his ID number. As if he says yes, ask him, what is your ID number? Happy Krista. When people come to the front office to do things, ask them their ID numbers. It should be on the form. Do you understand? The other day there was maybe dedication, and I didn't know who the man was or the woman. I was kept on asking, who is this person? We've even had a baby dedication of some stranger before. You know it happened? They did it. Ah, nobody knew the people in the church. <laughs> So when people come now, ask them, what is your ID number? Amen? So we are saying, in this classification of church membership, you are a registered member. Amen? You are a registered member. Hallelujah. And in registration, you put your name, your WhatsApp number, and your date of birth. That's all. So if you are not a registered member, you are not sure, write it on a piece of paper and drop it in the offering basket or put <laughs> registration 
fee in an envelope and write it behind the envelope and put it inside the offering basket. In the course of the week, your number will be sent to you. I know some numbers have delayed, but it will be sent to you. Be a registered member. It's very important. Go and ask your grandmother. People leave Ghana to go and settle with their children at the age of 70, 75, because they are purpose in their heart to live in Yankee before they die. But whilst there, every month, they send their grandchildren to go and pay their tithe in their church. Very important. Amen? It means that the elderly people, people had respect for order in the church. They had respect for order in the church. So we are saying that be a registered member. You see, we are saying it too. I said last week, I'm saying it again. We've been saying it for a long time. Be a registered member. Do this registration. One day you may appear, you may need some help. And it's like, Charlie, we don't know you. You say, oh, why don't you know me? I'm the usher who are behind the every basket. I said, I don't know you. We know you by the books. Amen. Number two, be a committed member. Be what? A committed member. A committed member. I, a committed member is somebody who pays his tithe and gives offerings in church. The church is not only run by prayers. It's run by things. Look at this carpet. They are both sweet. On this carpet, every week when we finish, they clean the carpet. Otherwise, it won't be like that. There are people who clean around. Yes, we have volunteers, but we have people who also, it's their job to clean and are paid for it. Hallelujah. Amen? What I am doing, I am working. Or you think I'm playing? <laughs> I am working. Amen? I work for the church. Hallelujah. Shouldn't I be paid? Yes. I should be paid. Thank you very much, my dear. Amen? I don't go to uh, where? GNTC. Do they exist? Who? What exists? Farm milk. I don't go to farm milk and go and collect my pay there. Are you with me? So a committed member, eh? you pay your tithes and you give offerings. When there's fundraising, you participate. When there's booster, you participate. Amen? Amen. Then number three is what? Number three is what? Those are the back. An active member. Not a sleepy member. When the pastor is preaching, you are sleeping. No. An active member. Now, what constitutes an active member? You attend all services of the church. Or at least... A number of services of the church. Most of you come to church only once. Eh? Most of you come to church only once. Sunday. Ask your neighbor, how often do you come to church? <coughs> Ask your neighbor. You are not asking your neighbor? Who? Yes. Most of you here are not active members. I'm going to go row by row. Which row? Oh, this row, they are. Uh, okay. How many are active members do we have here? Lift your hand if you're an active member. If you don't, 
Give me my water. Why are you running? Sit down. If you are an active in my life, lift your hand. How many are active members here? Hey. It's a, I'm preaching a serious, very serious message. Are you an active member of the church? So why did you lift your hand? You are suddenly becoming active. Hey, Bishop Dennis. You are doing law. How many active members do you have here? You're on campus, you go for things. The rest. Small girl like you are not active. On campus, you don't go for any fellowship. You are new. Last week I saw you. I thought you were new last week. <laughs> How about this row? How many active members do we have here? Sorry. Small girl, you're not active. So what, what are you active doing? Eh? Actively doing what? Dancing. An active member, you attend more than one service. Amen? And in this church, we have the Sunday service. We also have midweek service on Wednesday. Amen? Very powerful service. Hallelujah. On Saturdays, we have everything by prayer service. Amen? That's Saturday morning. Saturday evening, we have wow service. Hey. Amen? On Thursdays, we have fellowship service in the various locations. Now, we even have a Zoom fellowship for the bourgeoisies. And for those who are not able to go to somebody's house for fellowship. So all these fellowships. Are you an active member? Eh? You are not sure. You see, when you are not sure, it's not good. You have to be sure. Amen? Active member. You attend special programs. Hallelujah. We have a convention this week. Starting Wednesday. Thursday and Friday. I am expecting a mass choir. Mass choir, you're not clapping. Even Angela, who is on honeymoon, is clapping. Amen. I'm expecting mass dancing stars. Look, only six people are shot. The rest, they don't plan to come. Dancing stars, are you here for the convention? I'm expecting mass membership. Hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's an active member. In order to benefit from the provisions that God has made in this church, you have to be an active member. Amen. By the grace of God, this church is a blessed church. I cannot say we are not blessed. It will be unwise or untruth, inappropriate to say we are not a blessed church. We are a very blessed church by the grace of God. 
Look at the chair you are sitting on. It's not the bench. It has foam. Amen? We are a blessed church. Are you with me? How many? You know, the other day, a lady came to church. And she said she's an American who just come on holidays. And so she was just looking for a chair. So she just Googled. I forgot what she put in the Google. Nora, do you remember? You remember that lady? The one was taking pictures. I don't know what she put in the Google. Maybe the, the best church or a good church or a large, a large church. Something. And the Google brought her here. Amen? And she said something to me. She said she has not seen so many guys in church like this before. <laughs> yes, it came from America. <laughs> Yes, I've not seen so many. I mean, she was amazed because I saw her taking pictures, crack, crack, taking videos, and talking inside. I said, ah, what is this lady doing? So I said, no, go and find out who this lady is. She said, she has not seen so many guys in church. I mean, male in church in America on Sunday. She said, no. She has never seen that before in her life. Amen. Amen. So you belong to a very good church. You better be active. You better be committed. And you better register. Amen? It is your presence here that makes the church what it is. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding me? Eh? There's a scripture in us. Let me just look for it. Amen? Are you following the message? When... Um, I think it was, just let me find out if I can find it. Hallelujah. Okay, it's after non situation now. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I find it, I'll let you know. Amen. Acts 21 and verse, let's take it from verse 8. Acts 21. And the next day, we that were of Paul's company, that was the word I was looking for, we that were of Paul's company, you have to belong to a company. Amen? You have to belong to what? A company. We that were of Paul's company departed and came to Syria, and we entered the house of Philip, the evangelist, which was one of the seven. You need to be counted among a certain group. And because of that, a lot of groups have been created in the church. A lot of companies have been created in the church. Are you with me? You need to be part of something. Amen? As Active, it's something that we should add to active membership. To be part of a group in the church. Yeah. You need to belong. Amen. And that brings me to today. Acts chapter 2. I'm continuing today talking about devotion. Acts chapter 2. And from verse 40. Peter, after the Holy Ghost came, was ministering powerfully. 
Let me just read the story from there. It said, and with many other words, did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untoward generation. And they that gladly receive his word were baptized. You know, that baptism there is a form of blessing. Are you with me? Are you with me? And it comes to those who gladly receive the word of God. They that gladly receive the word were baptized. Put the scripture back. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So you can see the word has effect and the word brings blessings and the word brings addition. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. They did what they continued steadfastly. Other verses say, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Hmm? They devoted themselves or they continued steadfastly. They didn't start and stop. Like many people start church and stop. Like many people belong to groups in church and stop. There are many people here who used to be members of the choir. But they are members and then they stop. There are people here who used to do evangelism. They've stopped. There are people here who used to be members of a choir. Bar. They have stopped. There are members here who used to be active. But the Bible says here that they continued. It means that they have already started. So it is not enough to start. Say to somebody, it's not enough to start. Say to somebody, it is not enough to start. You don't have company in the church. You have to have company. Amen? It is not enough to start. It is a good thing to continue. And so the Bible says that they continued steadfastly. They didn't continue. You know, there are people who are continuing in the church, but not steadfast. Preach. Yeah. They have been in the church. They have, I mean, come on, they come to church. They even come for two services. And they are always in church. But he said they continued steadfastly. So they were committed and they were devoted to what they were doing. Hallelujah. And here, Luke described four things that they were committed to. That they were devoted to. Number one. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Amen? Is it in the scriptures? Am I reading from the Bible? They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Now, in this church, we have one apostle. I say we have one apostle. We don't have many apostles. The name of our apostle is Bishop Doug Hayward Mills. Amen. I was saying earlier, the church is blessed. And it is because of the doctrine that this apostle has introduced. That is what has made the church a blessed church. Amen. So in order for you as a member to also be blessed, you have to flow. You have to continue steadfastly in the doctrine of the apostle God has given to us. He started this church. 
he has run this church all these years. He's still running the church. Yes, we have Sunday's council, executive council, but everything that we do, we do it with his direction, his advice, his counsel. Hallelujah. Because he's a wise person. He's an anointed person that God has given to us. He's an anointed apostle. Are you with me? It's an anointed, you see, the Bible did not say, and they continue steadfastly. I mean, there are other places where the Bible talks about the word of God. Like, for instance, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 7, talks about the word of God increased, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. Are you with me? But here we are talking about the fact that there is a doctrine. Amen? There's a certain word, doctrine. And that doctrine came from the apostle that God has released. Hallelujah. It is through that doctrine that this church was started. It is through the doctrine that the church grew. Many opposed the doctrine from the beginning. Eh? For instance, there are people who didn't like it when the church wanted to start branches. Are you with me? I mean, well, why? I mean, look, we are okay, why branches? But today, look at us. I said, today, look at us. Everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, you travel a lot. This year, where have you been? Amanoni. You been to US this year? Which state? You went to New York. Where did you spend a Sunday? Not in New York. Where did you spend a Sunday? In California. And then you went to the mosque there. Where did you go? <laughs> you went to where? Which online church? Kodesh Online. Why? Is there no church in California? There was, but it's far away. Hey. You were in Hollywood. There's no church in Hollywood. So why didn't you start one? <laughs> eh? Amen? I said amen. So everywhere is through the apostles' doctrine, the doctrine of starting branches. Amen? By the grace of God, I was instrumental in starting the first African branch. Uganda was our first African mission. Yeah. I used to have this friend who was a stand chat manager. We used to chat together in Takradi. You know, I used to introduce him. I mean, I was so thrilled by the things in the church. I was so, you know, I was so excited about the things in the church. I always shared it with him. You know, he said, it's a staunch Catholic. Very staunch Catholic. But then he began to admire the church. So he himself came to me and said, look, my company has sent me to Uganda. Would your church like to come there? I said, why not? Why not? Immediately I informed the prophet, the, 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 the apostle of this house. And when he went, we sent uh, Bishop Chris. He was a pastor, Chris at that time. He was sent to the, um, Uganda. He stayed with him throughout his, his stay there. Until he himself left Uganda and the church continued. Amen? Amen? When my own company transferred me to Zimbabwe, I told prophet, my company said I should go to Zimbabwe. He said, great, great. When you go what? Start a church. And the church started. And so also so many people. It is through his wise leadership. Hallelujah. So through this apostle's doctrine, eh, starting of branches everywhere has taken place. Amen. You see, there are some people who were in the Kodesh. After COVID, then now they have realized that their house is far from the Kodesh. But wherever they are, there is a UD church and they are attending. 
That's through the apostles' doctrine. Hallelujah. They devoted you. <laughs> Doesn't mean that where you are. Look, I live further away than anybody in this church. I drive 50, one hour to church every Sunday. 51 minutes, not one hour. Do you know where I pass? <laughs> lady, lady, uh, sister, 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 Emuna, how long? How, it stays where? Very far. Oyibi? Hey, you stay further than me, eh? How many hours drive? On Sunday without traveling, one hour, 20 minutes. Yeah. Amen. But when there's traffic, two hours. Amen. But I said, through the vision, through the doctrine of this house, there are branches all over. Any country that you travel to, your company will be sending you to go and do two years' attachments. Wherever you go, there will be a church. I say, your company will send you to go and do two years' attachments. Receive it now. Your husband is in China. Is there a church there? Yes. Your husband is doing his, uh, is it professorship or something? PhD in China. There's a church. I've seen him in the church there. Yeah. Everywhere. It's through the doctrine. The doctrine. I am saying that this doctrine has prospered the church. It means that if you follow this doctrine, if you devote yourself, if you steadfastly follow this doctrine, you will also prosper. We have the doctrine of not, we don't believe in, in, in borrowing. In this church, we don't believe in borrowing. So if you are a church member, you are going to borrow, be careful. Amen? I say we don't believe in what? In borrowing. Hallelujah. In the morning, I said something, they are putting it there. We believe in honoring your parents. Honor your father and mother that it may be well with you that thou mayest live long on this earth. We believe in it. Those of you who oppose your parents, when your parents say A, then you say C, Y, Z. Be careful. It's not something we entertain in this church. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because blessings flow from parents to children. Amen? And so in this church, we teach it. And that is why not only your biological parents, but even your spiritual parents. There are people who have invested in your life. There are people who the prophet has invested in their lives. Today they will rise up and insult him. Today they will say, my father's name is Mr. AYZ and so, so and so from here, from here, from there. Meanwhile, meanwhile, he has trained you, appointed you a pastor, ordained you a reverend, consecrated you a bishop, has helped you to marry, has given you a house to stay in, has given you a car to drive. Isn't such a person a parent to you? I am asking you a question. Isn't such a person a parent to you? You see, no one person can father an individual. No one person can father an individual. I'm telling you. Because your father, when you go to university, you go to boarding school, your father is not there. But the one who takes care of you, takes you to scripture union, he's your new father, your new mother. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No one individual can father somebody. But here's a case where somebody has invested in your life. And then today you say, he's not my father. Then you mention your biological father as your father. When you're going to marry, who gave you money to marry? 
I said, who gave you money to marry? Some of them, they watch us on Facebook. And then they send message, that bishop at the Kodesh. Yes, that bishop at the Kodesh is speaking now. I said, that bishop at the Kodesh is speaking now. Amen? Yeah, that bishop at the Kodesh is speaking. If you don't honor your parents, Bible says that you will not live long. It should not be well with you. Amen. You don't have a job, you finish business, somebody employs you, gives you opportunity. At least, he's a father. Amen. I say amen. The doctrine of loyalty. The doctrine of loyalty has called the church to expand. So we teach loyalty. Wherever you are working, you have to be loyal to your bosses. Not only loyalty in the church. Amen? But you are working in a place, you have to be loyal to your boss. Do you know how your boss has swear to set up that shop? Eh? Lazy girl. You sleep and come to church at 9 o'clock instead of 7 o'clock. The, 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 the boss loses money. Meanwhile, the bank manager is chasing her to come and pay the loan she went for. And you are a lazy girl, and you say your boss is this, your boss is that. But meanwhile, the person has set up a business and employed you. That is not what we teach in this church. That is not what we teach. You inflate invoices. You inflate. When you inflate an invoice, don't bring the tithe thereof to this house. Doctrine of loyalty. Loyalty is to the highest authority. Amen? Amen? Loyalty will cost you friends. Yeah. Loyalty will cost you friends. It's a doctrine of the house. Look, we have a branch in Nicaragua or wherever. I mean, the pastor is preaching there. Is somebody following him to see what he's doing? We expect him to follow the doctrine of the house, the doctrine of loyalty. Amen? And not to take the members that the members are for him. Mercy. I went to start the church in uh, 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 Zimbabwe. Did, did, did I go did, uh, with my name? Near Jedus Powers Ministry. Near Jedus Powers Ministry. It's a powerful name, but I didn't use it there. I used Lighthouse Chapel International. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. That's loyalty. Then today, tomorrow, you say, uh, I started a church. Idiot. They give you a church to pastor. You write the names of the members. And then you take it. You say they came to church because of you. Are you out of your mind? Somebody must be crazy. We need to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. That is what has brought us this far. That is what has given us this beautiful edifice. Amen? The teaching of one shepherd, one flock. We use money from here to build cathedrals in the Volta region. We are one shepherd, one flock. Whether somebody is in the uh, Agbozume or Kwebi, is there a place called Kwebi? Mom is there a place called the, name, the, the way the name sounds must come from a place. Denu, Suga Kope, Suedu Agblaga. Oh! <laughs> hey, is there a place called Agblaga? 
Amen. Wherever you are, we are one flock. If we have a building here, we should have a building in Aronga. We should have a, a building in Kwebi. We should have a building in Hebe. Then we who? Yes. We have a building in home. We have been building more. Joje, where you were born. Wow. Reverend Ben's hometown. Because it's one shepherd, one flock. That's the doctrine of the house. Are you with me? That's why people are amazed how and what the thing that the church does. It's because of the doctrine of the house that has been brought about by the shepherd and the apostle of the house. We must devote ourselves. We believe in building a house for yourself. Yeah. We believe in building a house for yourself. Don't say you wait when, when, when you start working. There are plenty uh, McDonald's you have been eating. It can start doing something for you. KFC, chicken man. When I was in Nigeria, one Tuesday I was preaching and I made a similar statement. We had one brother, one pastor. When we come to church, he was always buying take away for us. Always going to bring chicken and we chew it. Then, after the service, the following week, I realized that the chicken and things have stopped flowing. No long after that, he invited me to come and see his building projects. Yes. That money that he was buying chicken for us to chew, he decided to begin to buy blocks. Today, that house is completed. Because I was talking about the doctrine of the house. The doctrine of owning a house on your own. Amen? Normally, people don't own houses because of pride. Pride. Because of pride, you want to build a house in uh, uh, Airport Ridge. When there's a land in Amasaman, you are saying Ames ghost. Ames ghost, so you don't want to buy a land there. But when you go to Ames ghost, Amasaman, there is a land there that you can afford. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you understand what I'm saying? You are renting somebody's chamber and hall. Say Chuka Asa, and that's where you are staying. When you have your own land, you can build that chamber and hall and begin your life there. It's a doctrine of the house. Amen? And that's why the church is building all over the place. You must build a house. Ask your neighbor, where is your land? Are they giving answers? Did they give an answer? Well, I think I'm joking when I say you should ask your neighbor. Sure. Ask him. You're afraid. Your land is going to be there. Yes, he has his house. Ask him. He said, where is his land? Amasama. Because I mentioned Amasama. <laughs> that is the doctrine of the house. Amen. You start humbly and you grow it. Hallelujah. You start humbly and you grow it. Start humbly and you grow it. One day I told you I was going to take a loan. When I almost finished my house. I don't even know why I went to take I was trying to take that loan. So I went to the bank. I told you I wanted some facility. They don't call it loan. They call it facility. Because facility facilitates things. So the bank, they don't call it loan. They call it a facility. 
Some call it an arrangement. So my relationship manager was very happy. She called me and said the loan has been approved. The facility has been approved. And everything. So I went to the bank. <laughs> then I saw her going up and down very happily. Like a child that the father has told is taking to Father Christmas. Excited, very happily, going up and down. Bringing documents. So she brought all the documents. But as I was sitting there, I remembered my apostle's voice. Don't take loan. Because they have changed the name to facility, so I was a bit confused. <laughs> but my common sense told me, facility is the same as loan. <laughs> so she arranged all the documents, and then she sat down, very happy, and turned them towards me. And then put the pen on her left, which was my right. Then she told me where to sign. Just mark the places to sign. But then I remembered the voice. Don't take loans. So I said, um, I have changed my mind. Then she said, but why? Is it not, we, we, can, we can add more. Is it not enough? We can add more. I said, no. I have changed my mind. So I was talking and I got up. Make sure that she said that I was serious. I said, no, no, I've changed my mind. She talked that I didn't even hear anything that she said. I walked out of the place very happy and I left her very sad because she has lost a customer, a potential high-end customer. I just remembered my apostle's voice. Don't take a loan. It's a doctrine of the house. Many have obeyed, disobeyed that doctrine and they have entered into problems. Amen. Amen. Number two. So I talk about the apostles' doctrine. Look at the, the books that are there. We don't borrow. The doctrine of Anakazo. Compelling people to come. God wants his church to be filled. Some people say, ah, is it by force? Yes. Jesus Christ said, go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. There are people who have been compelled into the church, have been forced into the church. Today they are established. Some of them are even married. Foolish boy, when they were compelling you, you didn't say, when you were married, you didn't say that the compelling was what? Is it by force? Next week is what? Next week is sit by your soul. Let me see you without a soul by your side. <laughs> next week is what? I said next week is what? Next week, we are honoring our prophet. We are doing HYP, honor your prophet Sunday. Amen. I'm not asking you to bring $100. I'm not asking you to bring thousands. I'm asking you to bring a soul. A soul. It's a doctrine of the house. And a castle. Compelling people to come into. It was Jesus Christ's instruction. Go to the highways and byways. God wants to fill his house. Amen. I said amen. The next thing that we have to devote ourselves to, is that they put the scripture back, as to in the apostle, in fellowship. Amen. In fellowship. Fellowship are small, small groups within the church. Your company within the church is a fellowship. Thursdays, the church has fellowships all over. 
If you can't go to somebody's house for fellowship, please see your pastor. We'll add you to Zoom fellowships. Amen? They'll add you to what? Zoom fellowships. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You will join a fellowship. Amen? I said amen. Amen. You have to join a fellowship, a small group. When they close church, don't run away just like that. Somebody said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Where there is joy, there's gladness, you should want to be. And there is joy and gladness in the house of the Lord. Amen? I said, amen. Amen. I was glad. How come you are not glad to be in the house of the Lord? If you are not somebody who is glad to be in the house of the Lord, there's something wrong. You must be glad to be in the house of the Lord. Are you with me? Give your neighbor a smile. Some of your smile is very hard. <laughs> Amen. Kojo, are you smiling? <laughs> now you are laughing. Hallelujah. Fellowship. Fellows in a ship. When you jump out of fellowship, you drown. Because coming to sit in church and receiving the preaching is not enough. Your friends should be in the church. Your company should be in the church, should be members of the church. Are you with me? Are you understanding? How come your friends are all unbelievers? Eh? How come your friends are people who don't believe in church? Actually, who are your friends? Some of you don't know the name of anybody in the church. Should I test it? Should I test it? You don't know the name of anybody in the church. Even the pastor, I don't know his name. Do you know the name of our convener? I'm coming to you. I am coming. To, do you know? You don't even know who a convener is. <laughs> do you know the name of our convener? Do you know the name of our convener's wife? Since you came to join, has anybody come to visit you at home? Say, so welcome to the Kodesh. Nobody has come to visit you at home. They're looking at me. <laughs> Shouldn't you have cooked some jollof with some nanny stew or something? <laughs> eh? At least if people are not doing it willingly, we have a campaign that does it. No, 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 it's very somewhere. That the whole bishop has come to the Kodesh. Now his family has joined him. And still, he's been here for months. Nobody has gone there. But now he should have gone. Oh, I think it's only um, Presby and Methodist that these things are done. Or Church of Pentecost. He should have gone there. Because the first week he arrived, how will he know where they sell sardine? Or how will he know where they sell ideal milk? He should have gone there with baskets, with fruits, with bottled waters. Amen? Shepherding control. Are you with me? But you expect him to come and preach. And he's been preaching. Didn't you come with from the beginning with them? 
Have you rallied people to go and visit uh, Where's Philemon? Oh, men and brethren, fellowship. And that's why when people are having wedding, you don't even see people. You have to force people to attend the wedding. Then people, there's a funeral, you have to coerce people and select to, to go. Because there's no fellowship. And that's one of the dangers of the big church. And by the grace of God, we are a big church. But that's why we've created groups within the church. We have, we have regions in the church. Amen? And going forward, we are really going to focus on regional things. Are you with me? There are regions in the church. There are constituencies in the church. There are fellowships in the church. Are you understand what I'm saying? Very, very important. Fellowship. Normally when people come to me, they come to share some problem. I say, who is your pastor? I always ask people, who is your pastor? I'll tell my office, take him to his pastor. Yeah, because there are structures that have to be respected. My time is gone. Next thing, put the scripture back. And breaking of bread. Breaking of what? Breaking of bread. After church, don't rush. KK is there. What else is there? I tell you, what else? Eh? Kebab is there. What else? Eh? Manasa is there. There's Baku with tilapia. There's Buffroach with ice cream. There's fried, fried yam. There's what else? Is there Wache there? There's Wache, yes. Is there Salad too? There's juice, there's Brukina. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 6. Verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which Sea of Tiberias, yes. A great multitude, yes. Went to the mountains with the disciples. Passover feasts. He lifted up his eyes and saw a great company unto him, he said unto them, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? When shall we buy that these may eat? And this is said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered, yes. So by and by, the story goes on, and then when you get to verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. Verse 12. And they were what? Filled. He said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. So Jesus Christ fed huge multitudes. After that he left and went away, far away. Let's look at it from verse 22. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereunto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with the disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Next verse. How be there came other boats hmm? from Tiberians nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. After that, the Lord, after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, hmm, neither his disciples, they 
also took shipping. They, they paid and entered into ship and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. Remember earlier on, he has fed them. He has given them food to eat. Now look at the effect of being able to food. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou either? We've been, we've been looking for you. Rabbi, we've been looking for you. I mean, where, where have you been? Where are you coming from? We've been looking for you. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. When you feed people, they follow you. Yeah. When you feed people, they do what? They follow you. And that is why each time there's a certain eating in church, we have the highest attendance. Oh yeah, I mean, food, food is great. Food does miracles. I said, food does what? Miracles. If I were you a bassenda leader, look, after service or you're a constituent overseer, you tell members to gather and meet you here. When they meet you, say, we are going to do review. So today you will do review. But next when they come, okay, I'm going to do review. They say, follow me. Then you go and feed them. Ah, they'll be very happy. Each time you call for review, it's the food that will be on their mind. Are you with me? So you do review. Then once in a while, the review is food review. So people will not know when it's review, when it, but they will come always. Because the review could turn into food. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm giving you a strategy for maintaining your people. Because Jesus Christ fed them. This boy didn't have money. But when he went away, they had money to take sheep. To go and look for him. <laughs> they didn't like the, the, the money they had could not buy them their own food. But they liked the food. Because Jesus Christ's food, when they ate, they were filled. Hallelujah. They were filled. Amen. I say amen. See, since I came to the Kodesh, I always invite people. My pastors, when they get their food, they don't call me. But I always call them. You know? I'll be there, they say, remember, remember, they have come from the purple land. You could see they're eating something. They never invite me. But when I get my own, I always invite them. When they come, you see them, they have washed their face. I know they're eating. So maybe I'll just give them tea with biscuit or tea with something. But what they need is a dessert. Look, tea creates, food creates fellowship. Are you with me? Food creates what? Fellowship. When I arrived in the Kodesh, I remember we used to drink tea at the purple, purple lounge. One day, a pastor came there with his wife, you know, just fellowship. So, what will you drink? He said, you drink Milo. <laughs> so, he said, no, 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 we don't do that here. We don't drink Milo here. So, we all laughed at them, but then we said, look, we are having tea. Tea without sugar, at least, with some small biscuit or cake. So, or chocolate, according to yours truly. So they all humbled themselves. Listen very carefully. How that fellowship blessed that couple. They all humbled themselves and they drank some of the tea. Maybe reluctantly, but in obedience. Now, this lady went to work. Are you listening? 
I, at the back, are you listening? I'm about to close. This lady went to work. She was working at Ministry of Women and Children or something like that. Or gender balance. Gender and children. Ministry of Gender and Children. Or something like that. They are there around um, stadium, the cemetery area there. Around Ridge, Ridge, Ridge Church. National Theater. Women and Gender, whatever it is. So when she went to work, her boss was organizing a conference. Remember, she has learned to drink tea without milk and sugar. Just tea. Some of you are saying, mm, Then she, the boss was just asking, so what should they serve, etc. Then after the discussion, the main meal, she said to the boss, oh, we should give tea. The boss said, oh, what is that? I'm sure at that time she was a bush girl, but he said, what is that? So oh, no, just tea. So her boss reluctantly agreed that, okay, they should serve tea. Now, after they've eaten, all, because there were dignitaries there, all the people after they finished eating, they all went for tea. And the minister said to her boss, hey, now says it. <laughs> it's like telling this day, she have introduced something here. So oh, not me, my girl. Wow. You wouldn't believe it. The following week or two, there was a conference in the U.S. And even when the thing came, the application came, it was even late. They, she didn't have a visa. The minister got her a visa. Her boss said, oh, it is late. He said, no, 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 I want her to go. Got her a visa, ticket, everything. She even went, arrived at the conference, it was late. But the minister paid for her to go for the conference. Because he took notice that this is somebody whose eyes have opened. Are you with me? How did that come about? Came through fellowship. Because when you're there, pastors, when you call them, they'll not come. They like eating cake under the tree. But he came with the wife. We're there in the purple lounge. I tell her, I've not come before to drink tea. She came, carries, I've not come before to drink tea. I don't know about Reverend Evans. Reverend Evans was not here. But she came. She came to the purple lounge. And she wanted Milo. <laughs> but they were humble to learn. And through that, this girl got promoted. This girl went to the U.S. free paid. So that's the benefit of fellowship. You will learn things that you don't know. Are you with me? One day we're in Nigeria. We're having PFI. When we finish, we're all drinking tea. And one of the pastors, the tea was hot. And I said, hey, stop. Just take a sip. You know, it will burn your lips more, but your, by and by your lips will come used to it. Do you understand? Sip. I said, just sip. Don't blow the tea. Now listen very carefully. Not long after that, we came for a conference in Accra. And the prophet invited us to his house in Mampong. Fortunately, unfortunately, this brother or pastor was sitting right in front of the prophet. We're all sitting down. And lo and behold, they brought us tea with some chocolate. And I was sitting there and watching this boy. So he was, then he was spying me. 
Then I could see the tea was burning him, but the apostles' doctrine. It was very strange that not less than within a month, then we came for that conference. A bishop was inviting the missions, you know, different people. So it was our turn. We went to Nigeria and some other groups, or I think Africa, those from Africa. And his seat was right in front of the prophets. It was just, if you had come to do, I would have been this. Paul said, hey, what is this? But he was sipping the tea. And I said, thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. There was a member, I think it was in Kumasi or somewhere. And their boss was a white man. And you see, the boss traveled, I think it's a Swiss, traveled to Salem and came and bought chocolate for the office boy. And then they were actually, but ambassador took it. Oh, they're speaking tree in the church, in the, in the, in the, in the office. Now, this young man has received the doctrines of the house. I've been following the, the, the doctrines of the apostle. But he received the chocolate and after eating, you see, he drinks tea. And the boss took notice. So now the boss invites him to his office and they drink tea together. Break time, he sits with the boss and they drink tea. Tea time. Within a short time, this guy was promoted. Within a short time, he sent his car, pictures, he sent it to the prophet. Look at the car my boss had bought for me. The guy bought him the car. He made him like his main assistant. Because the guy has traveled from afar, he has come to somebody's country. He can't get anybody to drink tea with. But because the guy has learned, I'm not saying great drink tea. Oh, I should look at him like that. <laughs> I'm advising you. I'm talking about the apostles' doctrine. It's bringing promotion to people. This guy was promoted, not, not with bread, tea, bread, or something. Hmm? Break the bread. So that I was breaking bread with his boss. And out of that, he had what? Promotion. Hallelujah. You know, somewhere in John, I think, Jesus Christ, when those two guys met him on the way to Miles, they discussed, chatted, and things, they never recognized him. They never recognized him. His disciples, they saw him, they never recognized him. When it was time to eat, and they broke the bread, and their eyes were open. Food. When it was time to eat, fellowship, their eyes were open. Say, ah, it is the Lord. Why? Food relaxes you. The human being likes food. So when you, you are in an environment of something you like, you become relaxed. Your brains begin to work properly. Your eyes begin to open. So even with Jesus, with disciples, food came by revelation. That's why the, the, the Pharisees were always accusing him. Say that John, the, John's, John's disciples were fasting and then how come your disciples are always eating? <laughs> Hallelujah. Fellowshipping, and then what? Breaking of bread. And then finally, prayer. We need as a church, everybody here, to commit ourselves to these things. Amen? 
devote ourselves to this, the doctrine of the house, the doctrines of the house, to devote ourselves to fellowship. Through fellowship, a lot of things can come to you. To devote ourselves to the breaking of bread and to devote ourselves to prayer. And as we go through these things, the blessing of the house will be upon you. I say, may the blessing of the house be upon you. Jesus' name, shall we rise on our feet? There is a longing only you can feel. A rage and tempest only you can still. My soul is thirsty, Lord, to know you as I'm known. Drink from the river. Thank you, 
Jesus. As we gather, as we gather. And as we gather, may your spirit work within us. Lord, yes, my country. And as we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well, knowing well that as our hearts begin to rush, we will be blessed. We'll be blessed because we.
September boys. Let your blessing descend upon them and affect their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of you who took envelopes, September boys, you took envelopes to put now. Every month, when the month passes, the first week of the month, if it's possible, if not the second week, but take an envelope of Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And bring a Thanksgiving envelope on the day you are being prayed for. Amen. And put it in the baskets with every eye closed. You are here. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I wasn't born in September, but I want you to pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. No walking around, no talking. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Surrender my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to the Lord. Wherever you are standing, I want you to lift your right hand and say, Pastor, pray with me. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. Lift it very high. Lift it very high. I want to see where I am. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You have lifted your hand. I want you to leave wherever you are and come to me right now. Just come. Come around. Come around. Come. Come around. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Jesus. Please help me. Please help to come me. to church. To come.
come to church every Sunday. Every Sunday. Please help me. Please help me. So that one day, so that one I'll day, go to heaven. I'll go to heaven. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly for Father. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto you.